Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show. Boring. A... <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over, and the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Attention parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. All right, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, episode 307, if you can believe that. And uh, Justin and I are here this evening to continue our 2020 NFL preview. And this evening, Justin and I will be talking about the AFC West. So uh, let's welcome in now co-host Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Um, you know, I, I look forward to the days where we can do shows in, in person again. So, uh, but, but this, this will do, this will do. Yeah. What's that like? I don't know. It's been, uh, what, yeah. um, six weeks it, now? It, it, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Cause we were able to squeeze in a few in person there right at the beginning, like, uh, the first weekend and then, then the second weekend and then things got really bad and, um, we yeah. decided that we probably shouldn't test, uh, the the uh jurisdiction uh the laws right. and and we just decided to stay safe and keep everyone at home and uh it's been okay but it it is fun to do the show together in person so i do uh definitely miss that but you know again someday it'll happen but for now 
we'll stick to um, staying home, staying safe, and conducting the show yeah. remotely. All right, so 2020 NFL preview. Yes, it's only May, but we love talking football here on the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. And this evening, we get to continue our discussion about the uh, AFC West is what we're talking about this evening. Again, we want to thank Small Player Big Play and May Sandwich Shop for sponsoring the show. And... Hope everyone takes the opportunity to download the app if you're into youth athletics and you heard in the promo there just what the app is all about and definitely take advantage of the opportunities it provides, especially if you're the parent of a young athlete. It uh, has great use for those that can't be there in person at games. And again, it has that nice social quality to it and it is uh, completely 100% safe for kids and their families to use. So definitely take advantage of that on Apple or Google. So for the AFC West this evening, we're talking about a pretty big division because it's home of the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. And then a few teams that are just kind of waiting in the wings to see if they can unseat the Kings. And we're going to find out if any of us think that will happen this season. So Right off the bat, let's let's start with our number fours, Justin. And I think last week I put you on the hot seat first, so I will uh, flip that around on myself, and I will go first tonight and talk about who my fourth place team in the AFC West will be. Okay. All right. So, um, well, you were able to provide us with a little bit of a a research opportunity where you painstakingly entered every single game from the NFL season into a Google sheet. And we were able to answer who we thought we would win each game. And from that, we figured out what the records of every team in the NFL will be based on our predictions. And this is a way to check us. Like we mentioned last week, sometimes places do predictions, but they end up you're not able to get to the point, you know, everyone wins too many or too few games and we wanted to avoid that. So we came up with this or you came up with a spreadsheet and I'm reading from it now after we both entered the information to try to get an idea of what do I actually think is going to happen in the AFC West. And I am apparently very high on a team that many will be surprised to hear um, and maybe lower on a team that people expect more from. But I believe that I'm pretty spot on with my predictions for this one team in the AFC West. And my fourth place team is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. I am not high on the Raiders. I I don't expect a lot from them this year. I just don't know that John Gruden is the guy out there. I I am a, a pretty solid supporter of Mike Mayock, but I just don't know if, uh, John Gruden's ways are the proper way to coach nowadays. I think he was doing a great job with his commentation, his commentary, uh, and his media stuff, but I don't know. For some reason, I just don't buy the Raiders. I don't think they've got a lot going for them. I think they're a lot of splash, and I think the ghost of Al Davis has sprinkled into uh, their picks in the draft and in free agency, and I just am not high on what the Raiders have done or what they are expected to do. You know, and and when it comes down to it, I think you have to look at the quarterbacks, and while I 
I think Derek Carr at one time was a potential to be a solid starter. I don't think he's any more than that, and I believe they think that. If you're bringing in Marcus Mariota, you know, a former, what, number two pick just a few years ago by the Titans, you you can't be that confident in your quarterback situation. And we heard that, you know, would they go after Tom Brady? Would they be looking to draft someone? I don't think they're sold on Carr. I think Mariota is going to end up being a stopgap. They're looking for someone, and I think they might have the opportunity to pick one of the uh, quarterbacks in the top 10 next year because I don't see them being a super strong team this season. So the Raiders, their first season in Las Vegas in the Legion Stadium, if it's if it's done on time, they are my fourth place team in the AFC West, and I have them going, uh, and I think this is about right. I Based on the games that I input, I have them going 6-10, and 10, and I think that's right where I'm going to uh, place them. Yeah, see that's that's interesting, and um, I I could definitely see it going that way. Um, the Raiders overperformed to my expectations last year. I know at times they played better than they did over the course of the whole season. The season was still actually pretty rough, but I think I thought it was going to be an absolute dumpster fire, and it wasn't necessarily that. Um, However, I, you, you raise legitimate points. Like I, I still am not sold on Gruden being the answer to make them, you know, the Super Bowl caliber team. And what they only owe him like eighty more million dollars, something like um, that, as a coach, as a coach. Um, but and and it's really interesting because I, I don't know. I, I think last year maybe it fooled me a little bit. And this is one of those when I went through and I picked all the games. AFC West was one of the areas where I would look at it. And I'm like, Oh man, I don't know that that actually reflects what I think about these teams. Um, because you know, when I picked the games, I picked the Raiders to do actually fairly well. Um, and like the Broncos and chargers, I, I picked to not do real well. So, but when I, when I look at it, when I'm making more of like a holistic prediction, I think, I'm going to put the Chargers as the last place team. And that, that is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to go with the Chargers in fourth place. Um, I think that they are in full rebuild mode. I know, I know they're not, you know, they've got some pieces there over the last few years. Um, but I think last year, I, I don't know what the issue was. Was it Phillip Rivers is like shot? You know, he's got nothing left or was it, he didn't have enough to take that team above and beyond. And they didn't really help him on the line. Like there were lots of issues and I don't know who, where the blame falls. And like most things, there's probably enough to go around for everybody. Um, that it's a really interesting thing because it'll be really interesting to see if Philip Rivers has it in Indy. Yeah, Cause if he does, that's a really intriguing situation and we'll get to that, you know, eventually. Um, but I look at, I look at it. I just don't know that they have enough. And I, I don't know that the Raiders are like, I don't think they're going to be like really good, but I think they're going to be all right again. And I think that's kind of where I'm going to have them pegged a lot in this, uh, John Gruden era. You know, I think they're going to be okay. Um, which is better than I had them being last year, but I'm going to go with the chargers in last place. Um, and I think honestly, somewhere around like four wins or so. Um, and 
yeah, it's just with the Chargers. I I don't know. It, do you think just, I don't, Tyrod I don't Taylor starts every game for them, or you think we see Justin Herbert? Not a chance. Not a chance. He starts every game. Um, when you're look at it, look at it just from purely the standpoint of you're the second team in LA, so like you're going to be trying to make some noise at some point, right? You're in the new stadium, in theory, um, that you also share. Um, I just like I would. Yeah, I, there are not many things that I feel are absolutes in the NFL. Um, Tyrod Taylor starting every game is not not one of those absolutes that I would think. I, actually, I go the other way. I would almost say it's absolutely a guarantee that he will not start every single game. And um, do you think that's because of injury or effectiveness or overall team play? Why do you think? Uh... Tyrod Taylor doesn't I have think, a chance to start. I think it's going to be team. I think it's going to be team play. I think there's going to be, you know, some level of, um, I think there's, there's going to be, I think the team's going to struggle. I think if, if I'm not mistaken, it was Tyrod Taylor in, um, Cleveland a few years ago, right? Well, who, it actually happened started- to him twice. Uh, Right, because he left Buffalo so, as a free agent and went yeah. to Cleveland. Or was he traded? Yeah. Now, I, now I don't remember um, how right. he but, uh, ended up. Uh, right. No, the Bills did trade him. The, so the Bills drafted, or they, before they drafted Josh Allen, they were like, "We're going to move on right. from Tyrod Taylor." They traded him to the Browns. Uh, they, they proceeded to draft Nate, Josh Allen. They kept starting Nate Peterman. <laughs> right. Um, then the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield. And, um, right. you know, Tyrod Taylor lasted just uh, three starts with the Browns. And then right. last year he went to the which, Chargers and uh, right. just which, played Which in was interesting games. because everybody was like, oh, man, you know, that rookie year. They're like, how could you keep Baker on the bench? Look, he was so electric. And then last year everybody's like, oh, where's, where's the Baker that was electric, you know? So, like, um, yeah, well, I, and Tyrod, I just think I just think. I don't see the Chargers as like a playoff caliber team. And if you're not, at some point, they're going to throw Herbert out there and, and get him learning. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I just think the business side of things, which they're clearly about, um, they're going to get Herbert out there sooner rather than later. I would put it, I don't know when their buy is, but I, I would bet by week 11 or 12, you, you're definitely going to see Herbert. Okay. So, um, it would be a wonderful segue if I had the Chargers in third, um, but I don't. So, who's your number this three fair. if the Chargers are four? Oh, okay. So this is where this is where I'm going. I'm gonna go with the Broncos as my. Um, no, sorry, sorry. I. Yes, I I am gonna go with the Broncos. I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Um, I, I got all mixed up with my order because um, I was looking at someone else's order. Um, it's unacceptable. But, uh, this is a professional yeah, show, yeah. Justin. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Broncos. Um, and this is this is tough because, again, when I picked the games, I did not pick them to win many games. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I think it might just be that I want him to be the guy, but I think Drew Locke, I think he could – be a potential 
um, of a guy that they could build around out there. I don't think he's like a superstar or anything like that, but I think he's got enough um, to kind of get them where they need to be. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see how, how it works out, you know, like, because it seemed to go bad in a hurry there uh, the last few years. Um, and I, I don't, well, I, I hope Drew Locke works out. I don't really know that he will. Um, they definitely added some weapons. So I, it could be exciting to see. Um, and I, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're moving in the right direction. But I'm going to put them probably around seven wins. Um, maybe pushing for 500, not pushing for a playoff spot or anything like that. But I, I think they're going to see some movement in the right direction in Denver, and I'm going to put them at seven, pushing to get to 500. Okay. And, and I'm actually, I'm right there with you. Denver is my third place team. So you have them, you know, seven, seven, eight wins, I guess. Um, yeah. Which, which is good, which is nice. They went um, seven and nine last year. They were six and ten in 2018, so they saw a one game bump from 18 to 19. I'm actually going to give them a two game bump this season, and I'm going to have them at nine and seven, but still in right. third place in the West. I think um, it's going to be tight race for second place in the West. Um, obviously, I mentioned that I don't have the Chargers in third or fourth, so you know that they're um, yet to come. But I think my third and second place team will be neck and neck, wire to wire. Who's it going to be? Who's going to be the runner up in the AFC West? Um, But I think third place is going to be Denver, and they're just going to be a hair short, whether it's a tiebreaker or one win. um, We'll see. But I do have the Broncos in third place at nine and seven, which is exactly what I picked for them in your spreadsheet. So. Uh, hey, I, there you I, go. I, um, I, I nailed that one. Denver at nine and seven. Why do I think Denver goes nine and seven? Well, I think a, another year of Drew Locke is a good thing for them. I was pretty high on him coming out of the draft. I think he's now had a few off seasons to get ready. We saw him play last season, and um, you know I think there's been some progress made. I think uh, he's the guy um, to to do it, and. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for them to steal a few wins. They finished strong. They won their final two and four out of their last five. Um, they they split the record in the division um, at three and three last season. Um, so I just I, I think Denver is a team that could make some noise this year. I mean, not necessarily um, challenge for the division title or anything like that. I think they're a few wins behind. Um, doing that, but I think they could maybe look towards that added wild card berth. You know, I think a nine and seven team could be in the running for that. Uh, we've seen nine and seven teams make it as the six seed, so why wouldn't it make sense for them to possibly make it as a seven seed? So I think at nine and seven, yeah, Denver's position to possibly, um, possibly make some noise there, and you know they they lost a few few people uh, probably the biggest one was Chris Harris their cornerback who went to uh, division rival uh, the Chargers but I-, I don't know that they lost all that much that I think is a huge huge deal maybe they're they're losing their center Connor McGovern 
um, could it be an issue along the offensive line. I don't like losing offensive linemen, um, but um, he was probably one of their bigger losses. But they did add Melvin Gordon from the Chargers, and he will get to share time in the backfield because um, there are carries made available when Devontae Booker left for the Raiders. I, a lot of Broncos guys leaving for uh, division rivals, apparently. But um, I, I did like their draft, adding players to the, the arsenal for Drew Locke. You know, they got Jerry Judy at 15, and then they came back and got KJ Hamler, which I know um, Austin was very disappointed uh, that yeah, KJ did not yeah, go to was. Philadelphia. But hey, like we said, the second best option for your rooting interest, probably going to Denver, and that's where he is. He went at 46 in the second round. So, you know, right away, you're adding two guys to the mix that could be a huge different makers for that offense. And we know, obviously, they have Deshaun Hamilton out there, as well as Cortland Sutton, who had a great season last year. Um, and they also have Noah Fant, you know, another a tight end there that, uh, you know, that's a pretty decent offense. And everyone's talking about Tampa Bay right now. Um, but if Drew Locke takes a step forward, having, you know, Gordon and Lindsay at running back with Hamilton, Hamler, Judy, Sutton, and Noah Fant. Like, that's a pretty decent, at least on paper, that's a lot of quality talent along, uh, at least at the skill position part. You know, you got to make sure that you're keeping them upright, protecting them along the offensive line. Um, we'll see how that, they, that group comes together. Again, like I said, their center um, leaving and free agency. But th- the defense will always be pretty uh, strong when you can throw Von Miller out there. And as long as they uh, get proper play on the defensive backfield, you know, we met Harris is gone, but they brought in AJ Bowie to kind of, uh, uh, take over his spot. Uh, I don't know. I just, I like Denver. I think they're trending in the like direction. I don't see a huge four or five win boost, but I think a respectable two win boost could get it done for Denver and they could be, uh, it could be a, a decent season for them in 2020. And then who knows, they could then uh, be uh, working their way towards a division title here in a, another season or two. So Denver, my third place team at nine and seven, but I definitely have them trending up. So my number okay. two, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that, that's good. I was just going to segue into your number two. Okay. So my number two is, a team that we already discussed or you already discussed. And I just want to make sure um, that we give proper respect to this team for the way they're going to look on the field because it's clearly yeah. the best of the new ones. Maybe it's not the best overall. Uh, you could argue that, but I think of the teams that debuted new uniforms, it's definitely hard to top what the Los Angeles Chargers have done uh, excellent, excellent redesign. You know, just a little bit of tweaks here and there, but they touched on the major significant parts of their history of the Chargers franchise. They did an excellent job of molding vintage retro with the contemporary and modern. The colors pop. The, the jerseys and pants work so well together. They're the only team in the NFL now with numbers on their helmets, which they brought that back. You know, that was a staple um, in the 60s and 70s. And uh, I just think they did an excellent, excellent job. And we talked about the Rams last week and how, well, you know, sometimes you're going to play bad if you look bad. 
Uh, we've heard that talked about in college all the time. You know, a lot of recruits talk about uh, uniforms as a big reason. That's kind of why Oregon blew up on the scene in the last decade was everything that Nike was doing with them. And they, that got the recruits' attention. Well, you want to uh, look good and play good, and I think the Chargers are definitely at the top of that list. I think they did excellent in their redesign. Why do, am I so high on them? Honestly, I'm not really sure. It just sometimes there's an, an, a bit of addition by subtraction, and it's tough for me to say because at least on this show, I've always been a big supporter of Philip Rivers. I thought he never got the due he deserved. He was always, I think, continually underrated, and maybe he's not clutch, and maybe he couldn't get it done necessarily when. Uh, the team needed him most. It's tough for me to say, not being a Chargers fan, it doesn't matter all that much. Um, but I just, something says that Rivers and Gordon are gone, and I'm not sure it's going to make much of a difference. Um, I, I, you know, in, in the input that the, the drive that you sent over, excuse me, the, uh, the spreadsheet you had me fill out. I ended up having them win 11 games. I, I, that's a that's pretty high because they won five and 11 last year. So for them to win six more, I think would be rough. So um, I, I'm going to say nine to 10. So have them tied there with the Broncos at nine or maybe best them by one, but give them the tiebreaker over Denver to get to second place. Um, but in terms of personnel, you know, we talked about already, you don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to start all 16 games. And I think uh, given the opportunity, I think he could very much succeed. You know, he had three pretty solid seasons with Buffalo, and I don't think those Buffalo teams had all that much talent around him. Uh, I guess LaShawn McCoy is probably the biggest name at the time. I think, um, I I don't know. There's just something about the Chargers that is saying, roll with them this year, even without Rivers and Gordon. Uh, you know, this is oh, a, a make or break year for Anthony Lynn out there. I think, uh, I, I do like some of their, uh, signings, you know, they brought in Chris Harris to help in the secondary, and then they signed two veteran offensive linemen, uh, in Trey Turner and Brian Bulaga. Um, I love Nick Vigil. He's probably more of a special teams guy, but uh, at linebacker and Linville Joseph, a defensive lineman from the Vikings, all brought in during free agency. I, I like that a lot. I don't think what they lost, ha- I think they've replaced more than they lost, which sounds crazy when you're talking about Philip Rivers and Melvin Gordon, but I don't know how much longer Philip Rivers will be able to keep playing. They needed to move on. They needed a fresh start there. And Melvin Gordon didn't play much la- that much last year, and when he did, he wasn't super effective. So I don't think they're losing all that much. And again, in this league, running backs are a dime a dozen. Um, they have Eckler there. Um, they, they drafted Joshua Kelly and, um, they also have Justin Jackson. So I think they'll be okay at running back. And I, I expect Tyrod Taylor to start a bulk of the games this year. Uh, and I, if they're doing as well as I'm saying they're going to, I don't see why Justin Herbert should have to, uh, sniff the, the field as a rookie, let him learn, you know, he's a, of the, of the quarterbacks taken in the first round of draft this year. He's a little bit raw, not, not not Jordan Love raw, but still I, I don't think he's as polished as Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa was. So Herbert could use a year in the, in the NFL getting used to that system. 
they have talent at wide receiver. Keenan Allen uh, is a big one. Mike Williams, and uh, they drafted, I, I mean, I like K.J. Hill, who's a late-round pick at Ohio State, but I think they've got decent talent there as well. And Virgil Green and Hunter Henry, a pretty good one-two duo at tight end. And I mentioned they already they brought in two offensive linemen to add to that group. I was always a huge supporter and fan of Forrest Lamp. Um, you know, I don't personally Mike Pouncey. I think leaves a lot to be desired, but on the field he can be one of the more dominant offensive linemen out there. So I think uh, the the line should be good enough with Bulaga, uh, Lamp, Pouncey, and uh, Trey Turner. Um, I, I think that's a pretty solid foundation and. You know, any anyone with the name of Bosa, they just seem to uh, dominate at times. And Joey, when healthy, has been able to do that for the Chargers, similar to his younger brother Nick has been doing with the 49ers last year. And, um, you know, I mentioned they brought in Linville Joseph. They still have Melvin Ingram. And uh, they drafted Kenneth Murray, who was, at the time, I wasn't certain if they maybe could have waited a little bit to get him. Did they have to... Uh, to jump up and get him at 23 in this uh, past first round. But the more and more I watch on Kenneth Murray, I think they got a steal and someone that could be a starter there for a long, long time. So Kenneth Murray is definitely uh, someone to watch, I think, for possible uh, defensive rookie of the year material um, for Kenneth Murray, the linebacker that they just picked up in the draft from Oklahoma. So, you know, again, I don't know. Could could it happen? I think so. Um, Harris Hayward James in the in the defensive backfield, I think is a, is a solid trio there. They added another two piece or two there to fill in, and I don't know. I'm just a fan of the Chargers this year. I think they uh, are in the running for a wild card spot, and that's with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Sometimes just getting those big personalities oh. out of a locker room yeah. can change dynamics, and that's not really a negative about Philip Rivers. That we've seen it happen so many times with other teams in the past. I just think the Chargers could be the team to surprise this year, and and that that very well could be. I I should make it clear. I don't I don't think that it's necessarily going to be Tyrod Taylor that he like plays himself out of it. I just don't know. Like I feel like. Yeah, you you mentioned that maybe it is addition by subtraction for that team this year, and if so, that's good. And I would be happy for Tyrod Taylor to finally get like his shot, which it would also be really interesting if they start doing really well. The dynamic that is with you drafted the young quarterback when you know what does that look like moving forward? But I just don't know that they're going to make a big enough jump, and I think that pressure is going to get to them like it does to every team that says, oh, we're not looking to start our young guy right away. And then they all start the young guy, not right away, all the them, but fairly early. Um, so I think it's going to end up looking more like that. But you're right. Like, there has been enough turnover that, like, it wouldn't completely surprise me if they if they were able to get it going in the right direction. Um, and you absolutely nailed it with they are the best uniforms of the remakes. And uh, so if we can see more of that, that would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my uh, four, three, two. So who is your number yeah. two? All right. My number two, I'm going with the Raiders. Um, I'm, I'm going to put the Raiders at, at like nine wins. Um, 
and like you said, you know, that, that may be looking at one of those back end, uh, playoff spots, but I'm not, I'm not looking at them as like a serious contender. I think they're going to be right around average. Um, I, I have them here a game or two better than the Broncos, but I see the Broncos as getting better as where I, as I see the, the Raiders more stagnant, um, you know, kind of like not, not sure where they're going to go because I look at it like if, if the Broncos are around 500, I look at it as, all right, you probably know what you're getting from the defense, but your offense looks to be building. And you mentioned the weapons that they added and all of that stuff. And, you know, maybe they found their quarterback and all those things. If the Raiders are a game above, you know, 500, I don't necessarily look at that as, oh, they, they, you know, I don't know that that really answers anything. You know, I don't know if that answers that John Gruden's the guy. I don't know if that answers that they've, you know, that their draft, their odd drafting has been uh, validated. I don't know if that answers whether or not, um, you know, they have their quarterback. You know, like, so I, I feel like, I feel like we're going to be at the same spot next year with the Raiders as well, being like, I don't know what's going on. Who knows what they're going to be. Um, so I, I think they're going to be all right. I think they're going to get a bump. I think there's going to be a lot of excitement around them in Vegas and, and all of that stuff. I, I say that that's all, you know, with, in asterisks because who knows what that'll look like. But, um, you know, in an ideal world, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of hoopla out there and everything. Um, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I think they're going to be okay, but I, I by far see the team I have at number one walking away with this division. And I think they may have a couple slip ups throughout the year. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, like a well-oiled machine necessarily, but I just think they're too good to not walk away with this division and not to like gloss over my number two at the Raiders there, but like, I, I think they're the best of the rest kind of by default. Cause I don't think the chargers, like I said, I don't, I'm not a believer in the chargers this year. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I think the Broncos are going to get there, but I don't think they're there yet. I think the Raiders are still, mediocre enough to kind of hold on to that second place by default right now. But I have the chiefs by and far the best team in the division and will be battling for best team in the conference and, and, and in the league, um, in my opinion, um, I, I see that the chiefs winning probably like 12 games. I just feel like that, that 12, 13 win mark was, kind of where you find Andy Reid's teams most years. Um, and like I said, I don't, I think the Raiders are the best of the rest for now, but um, I, I think the chiefs are going to have this locked up pretty much um, maybe a, a week or two after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I completely agree. I have the chiefs at number one. Uh, did you say how many wins for them? I'm going to put him at 12 just because I feel like that's Andy Reid's magic number. He, he seems to be right around that 12 wins a lot. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I'm going Chiefs first and a record of 12 and four. That's exactly where I'm going to have them. And uh, I don't see um, why anyone should think that they won't win, you know, win the division. Uh, as much as I 
like the direction that the Broncos are going and have some weird optimism about the Chargers, I don't see them being on the same level as the Chiefs. So 12-4, and four, that's where the Chiefs finished the last two years and three of the last four uh, under Andy Reid. You know, they've won four straight division titles. They were our Super Bowl champs. You know, they're the defending world champions in uh, American pro football. And what what have they lost? What significant players have gone on to uh, to other teams? And and not really any significant ones that that I think matter. They've lost a couple reserve backup cornerbacks. Uh, maybe Kendall Fuller jumps out at you. Um, maybe linebacker Darren Lee, Reggie Ragland have moved on. Um, but you know, sure. LaShawn McCoy and Spencer Ware again, but those were guys that were, they were rotational pieces or they were res- reserve pieces. Not that big a deal. And, you know, I love Stefan was He's won a couple Super Bowls now with the Eagles and the chiefs, but, uh, he was a spot injury starter that just got to play because of that reason. I, I don't know that you know, maybe their biggest loss is Dustin Colquitt, the punter. Um, you know, field position is a huge part of the game, so they need to find out um, who's gonna who's gonna replace him. What are they gonna do about that? But they, you know, added to the overwhelming abundance of electric offensive talent when they drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the end of the first round, the running back from LSU, and uh, they just they just keep on keeping on, uh, and good for them. They uh, still have that rookie deal with Patrick Mahomes, which just looks brilliant. Obviously, they picked up his fifth-year option, so he's entering his fourth year this year. He's got one more under team control. They would like to hammer out a new contract with him, I believe, before the season starts. Obviously, the pandemic is throwing a wrench into a lot of those financial discussions, but he definitely, obviously, deserves a a new contract before he even can tempt the unrestricted free agency waters. Right. On... On on that note, real quick, on that little side note, what what do you predict will be the guaranteed number for? Because predicting the overall number is nearly impossible. What do you think the guaranteed money will be for Mahomes when that deal gets done, whenever it is? Well, what was the last big quarterback contract that that came? Out? I mean, I guess it's it's tough to say about what Brady just got from Tampa Bay because of his, his age right. and his accomplishments, right? Um, his accomplishments certainly outweigh what Mahomes done, but age is certainly in in Patrick's uh, corner there. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm thinking his AAV is going to be probably forty five. Yeah. I, well, I should say maybe before we operate in a world where economies are being destroyed yeah, because yeah, of yeah. the global pandemic. Pandemic. I would right. expect him to be what you know because people are talking about. And I'm not sure how truthful it is, or if it's even uh, was ever on the table about Dak asking for 40 a year. And obviously, Mahomes is right. much more accomplished and uh, more gifted than Dak Prescott is. But Mahomes, I think, easily before all of this coronavirus stuff, would have been at least 40, if not 45. Uh, you could be right. push- you could have been pushing maybe 50 at one time, but I think you're going to see salary caps and escrow throw a wrench into a lot of these um, huge contracts that usually quarterbacks end up landing. So um, in terms of guaranteed money, I, it's tough for me to say, because I can only think of Brady's contract right now. And I don't think that's a very good comparison. I know, I know, 
Right, but I think, like, um, I'm just trying to think of the guaranteed money and some of those other guys. Um, uh, let's see here. Well, who was the last big name quarterback to sign? Excuse me, to sign a to sign a new contract. Who who got an extension recently? Would it have been Goff? Because I feel like Wentz was before all of those guys, right? Like, yeah, I mean, well, so Wentz. so Tannehill just signed the four year extension with the Titans, and I'm and he's not in the same stratosphere as Mahomes is. Okay, his, so his four year deal was for one eighteen and sixty two guaranteed. Right, so like this, I'm trying to look to see when this article was from. Of course. Oh, this was from March. So in March, highest remaining or fully guaranteed money, Matt Ryan was at $94.5 million. Okay. Um, Goff's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Right. Aaron Rodgers is at 70, just under $79 million guaranteed. Russell Wilson's 70. Wentz is at 66 guaranteed. Same with Cousins and Tannehill. Golf is at 57 million guaranteed. So this says um, this says he agreed to a four-year extension worth 134 million, featuring 110 million guaranteed, an NFL record for guaranteed money. So is that what he that has left for, who? for Golf? For, for, oh yes, yeah. I believe this is for what they have left because I feel like they front-loaded Golf with signing bonus. Right. Like lots of that stuff. So when he signed um, it a year ago, though, he it was 110 right. million guaranteed. Right. So like that's why. Right. When I look at those numbers, I think, I think, Mahomes is going to end up somewhere in that like 135 to 150 million I, guaranteed. I was just about to say like 150, but I, I maybe right. because of the way things are now, it'll, it'll be a little bit less. Right. But in, I but mean, in the it wouldn't scheme surprise of things, me. It wouldn't surprise like. And again, we, we know we're talking crazy numbers here, but like, um, you, when I say this, if I say, you know, five years at 40 million a year average, like I, that sounds like, like, I believe he could get that. You know what I mean? So if you're talking 200 million and then you're like 150 guaranteed, like, I know that's a lot, but like, I wouldn't be like, no, that's absolutely more than he's going to get. I don't, I'm not confident saying that. Right. Not when you're discussing the other quarterbacks that we just mentioned. Right. And who knows what'll happen this year, but like people like, Oh, you know, he could, he could, you know, go down in value. You're right. Or he could also win another Super Bowl. Like what what if he did that? Right. Right. Like, yeah, it's tough. Oh man. It's tough to, to think about. That's for sure. But I, yeah, you're right. And and it's not the same world, but in a world where, um, you know, in, in a related world where Kirk Cousins can go and get a fully guaranteed, what, $90 million contract or whatever, like um, the number that he, that Mahomes could get. And it, it would be interesting to see what he could get if he, if he continues the success. Oof. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. It's really, the Chiefs really want to get him done. Right. But, yeah. So, and we'll see what those numbers look like too. Cause like the number of years, cause they may want to spread it out, but who knows? He may not want to spread it out. You know, like that's one of the things with Dak right now, what Dak is rep- supposedly only wants a four year deal. Um, to maybe try and get another big deal in before he would be 
you know, kind of riding it out. Who knows? Right. But. Yeah. It's tough. To, it's tough to say. That's for sure. Um, right. We have do have a few people sending in their predictions for how the AFC West yeah. is going to go. Yeah. Um, my dad texted me. He said he's got it from the bottom to the top. So fourth place, Denver, third place, Raiders, second place, Chargers, and first place, Kansas City. Um, so that's similar to mine. I just flip-flopped Broncos and Raiders with him. Um, I saw my uncle saying um, yeah. Denver, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and I assume Kansas City then at one. Um, yeah. So again, that's that's what my dad has. So he, my dad and yeah. my uncle are on the same page there. Um, and your mom says Chargers last, Raiders third, Denver second, and then uh, we're just assuming Chiefs at one. I think we're all just like, right. um, it's definitely yeah. Chiefs at one. Right. Even even if it doesn't happen, I feel like you're a liar if you think you're going to call it. You right. know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like anyone that's not picking the Chiefs to finish first in the AFC West in 2020. You're just. You're just a contrarian. You're trying to be a contrarian, hoping you strike gold. Like I feel like that's right, where you're right. at. So hey, uh, and you do you do you? I guess yeah. Right? I mean, it comes around. It'll probably happen to us in one of the divisions that we'll have to go out there on a limb. But that's something that I was thinking about today because I think I was where was I looking? I think it was a predictions done somewhere. Um, uh, you know, odds to win a division, odds to win the Super Bowl, and stuff like that. I'm like, you're not. There's not enough turnover. How many years have we seen over right. the last, what, 15, maybe 20 right. years that, you know, before this season, there were always six playoff teams and usually at least two, if not three, and sometimes four of the teams were different, were different right. in both conferences. It's basically yep. a 50%. It was like three out of six on well, both and, sides. And think about how often you just write the Patriots in as one of the teams that's going to be the same. Right. You know, like... <laughs> So it's crazy. Um, yeah, but so that's why last week I was like, well, technically the Seahawks didn't win the division last year it was the 49ers. So I got to put the 49ers on the bubble, but the Seahawks, well, that's already one team that's duplicate from last year. Now we're in the AFC right. side of that. And while well, I'm already duplicating with the chiefs. So that's why I'm like, I got to have someone else up there as possible differences for the wild card. And that's why I think the chargers and Broncos hanging there as possibilities for me, um, helps me out in the wrong run. And, and I guess, um, the Raiders for you would be there as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, we won't get to the wild cards for a few months, but you know, right now I feel confident knowing that I can have, um, the Cardinals or 49ers out, out West or in the NFC and then the Broncos and chargers in the AFC, their, their options, at least those would be, well, three of those four would be different teams because the Broncos chargers and Cardinals did not make the playoffs last year. So that's why I'm like, well, sorry, 49ers. I, you know, I can't have the Cardinals make it. Um, and I don't want the 49ers in, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So, um, but yeah, the chiefs, the chiefs are by far, I think the best team, uh, and you know, Mahomes, Damian Williams, they add Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, their wide receiver talent, Michael Horman, Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. Um, and defensively, they were able to get it done when it mattered. So I, I still yep. don't know um, if they're, you know, they, I don't think they can ever be in the discussion of one of the greatest teams ever because they have deficiencies and issues and you see them lose games. You know, they're going to lose three to five games during the regular season. Um, they're just, they're not dominant 
because they don't have the defense that can match what the offense does. You know, they're not putting right. up 30 plus points and holding teams to 10 or less, but they, right. they get enough done to win because obviously they're on the top of the mountain right now. They, you know, they reach the summit as the, uh, as the uh, voiceover says at the beginning from their radio broadcast. And uh, now everyone's trying to knock them, knock them down. And I, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen. I think the chiefs are definitely one of the, if not the best team in the AFC entering 2020. Right. No, I, I, I'm on board. All right. Anything else to say about Kansas city and, uh, the AFC West in 2020? Uh, no, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, the, the Broncos and chiefs will obviously be in the same stadiums, but the, the chargers and the, uh, the Raiders are both going to be in new stadiums this year. So, um, I know, uh, Adam Schefter just posted a picture of the inside of, is it SoFi Stadium? I think maybe out in LA. SoFi in Los Angeles, and, um, yeah. Yeah, and was like, um, you know, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be ready? You know, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> now, in LA, honestly, it's not the end of the world because there are plenty of venues that could, you know, host them if they needed it. Right. Um, but like that's not necessarily the case in Vegas. I mean, I guess they could maybe play where UNLV plays. I was going to say UNLV. Uh, but, but I know they were also there was talk about this was uh, maybe a few weeks ago. I saw an article that was like they may actually have to ask. They were worried at the time, and would they have to ask Oakland if they could use the stadium again? And they're like basically like the Raiders will not ask because they don't think Oakland would allow them to do it. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like not asking a question because you're pretty sure they're going to say no. Right. But. So real quick before we wrap up, since you put all this work into getting our game-by-game predictions, uh, I want to revisit the NFC West just because I think it's interesting the way some okay. of things fell. Um, you know, my, my final prediction for the NFC West in 2020 was Seattle, San Francisco, uh, Arizona, and then Los Angeles. And... I don't know if I if the Seahawks have a tougher schedule, or at least in my eyes, I think they do, because I had them winning ten, whereas I have the Niners winning twelve. So, you know, I, I think obviously that's part of it. I'm not gonna change my predictions. I still think Seattle and actually, you know, I said Niners I had in second. I'm sorry, I had the Cardinals in second, I believe. Um But I, I think those three teams are gonna be pretty close. I still favor Seattle, but in the game by game predictions that you created, I actually had them finishing third because uh, I had the Niners at twelve, the Cardinals at eleven, and the Seahawks at ten. So I definitely yeah. probably gave a game at least a game or two to the Cardinals that maybe I shouldn't have, and I should have given a game or two more to the Seahawks. But I think Seahawks, Niners, and Cardinals could be a fun little battle. But both of us are definitely down on the Rams. We both had them winning four yeah. or five games respectively. Yeah. I, um, it's interesting. And I, I talked to you a little bit about this before the show. Like the thing I noticed overall is that like the teams that I think are going to be good, I overvalued a lot in the game by game predictions and the teams I think are going to be bad. I probably undervalued a lot in the game by game predictions, but I, um, I mean, I guess technically mine could work out the way I had it planned. Cause I had it. See, I picked C, uh, Seahawks, Cardinals, Niners, Rams. And technically I have the Niners and Cardinals tied at 10 wins. So, you know, the Cardinals could get the the break there. Um, 
But like the Seahawks, I have it 13 wins when I picked it game by game. I don't, 13 wins is a lot of wins. Like that's, that's really good. And while I think they are really good, I, I don't like, it's hard to predict that a team that didn't win their division last year and the other team, the team that did made it to the Super Bowl. And I think the Cardinals are going to be, you know, significantly better. So like when I think about just the competition, it's hard to say any team from that division is going to win 13 games, let alone the Seahawks. Right, but right, yeah. Um, so I don't know that I like think that they're going to win 13, but I think they're going to win. And um, so, yeah, I'll, yeah, it, it was interesting to do to pick the games, but. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Like I said, it's a nice little thing to add in while we're talking our placement of the divisions here because yeah. some of them I agree with. I think my AFC West, I did pretty good. I I may have favored the Chargers a little more than I should have, but I, I did want to place them second, uh, and that was definitely in my mind. But looking back on the NFC West, um, my uncle does text me and says that I ha- did have the 49ers second. I was thinking I had okay. maybe put the Cardinals there. Um, so Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals, I think will definitely all be up there at the top with the Rams trailing, but my uncle is definitely on top of things and keeping me in check of where I had we just a week ago. The, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we gave him a shout out for that a week ago too. Yeah, well, so. he's, he is right. He is listening along. He's right on top of that. And he says, I did have the Niners in second in the NFC West. So I, I think it'll be a fun battle. Like I said, I think Niners take a step back. Seahawks maybe a step up, but the Cardinals are closing. At least we both think this year with the Rams falling behind so all right well justin do you have anything to say before i let you go any shout outs or anything um not off the top of my head no not right now all right uh we just want to wish everyone a safe and happy um end to your memorial day weekend and have a wonderful memorial day tomorrow and uh we thank everyone that paid the ultimate sacrifice for this great country. And we um, you know, hope everyone takes a moment to, uh, to remember all those that are not no longer with us uh, tomorrow. We will be back next Sunday, the last day of May, May 31st, and we will head back to the NFC for the NFC South, which is definitely one that will be uh, – an interesting discussion as we're talking about the division that is now home to Tom Brady as he takes residence yeah. in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I have a feeling your uncle will be uh, tuning in or at least chiming in if you can't watch live next week. I'm sure he'll have something to say. Yeah, you would think. So, uh, hopefully, he has that opportunity to watch live and we can get his take on Tampa Bay and uh, and Tom Brady there and get to talk about the Falcons the Saints, and the Panthers. And we'll have our game-by-game uh, breakdowns to try to keep us honest, and uh, we'll see how we have them finishing as we work on part three of our 2020 NFL preview. So, uh, Justin, we're going to let you go. Thanks for joining me, and uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you uh, next Sunday. All right, sounds good. All right, so I'm going to begin to wrap things up here. But before I go, I do want to thank our sponsors, May's Sandwich Shop and Small Player Big Play. Big Play app, the all-sports social media app for young athletes. Live stream events for your friends and family who can't be there. At home or at work, they can watch your streaming on their phones or on TV by using a mirroring device or AirPlay 2. 
Download the app from the App Store or Google Play and create an account using a valid email address. That's it. Now you can find friends, join groups, or make new ones. You can upload and watch your own content for free. Watch YouTube uploads for free. Even more streaming options are available with our subscription plans and in-app purchases. Download the app and start sharing with the world your passion for sports today. All right, again, thank you to Small Player Big Play. Check them out at smallplayerbigplay.com and get your mobile app downloaded to your device and be ready to stream those youth sports events. But that's it for us here at the Joe Mays and JRF show for episode 307. Join us again next week for episode 308. And we hope everyone has a great Memorial Day. And uh, we'll see you back here again real soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>